I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we have a bunch to get into. We're going to talk about my trip to NYC last week to meet Tyler, Lou, Jay, and the rest of the squad uh, over at Bleaker for trade night. We did a box rip of the new V Friends with Gary. We'll get into that. Of course, we've got Facebook questions and play of the week, like always. And Lou. Tyler and I will make predictions about our NCAA tournament picks. But first, as always, we got to start with what's on your mind. Lou, you're, you look focused. Tyler looks like he might be doing something. So we'll, uh, we'll start with you today. Um, That was kind of mean. Um, I. Uh, oh, that's his <laughs> What do you think's happened to Ryan in the last few weeks where like he just is openly attacking us at all times? <laughs> I didn't attack anyone. Tyler looked like he was doing something. I was being courteous. The, Ty, you notice that, right? Like, are you just, just bo- being like? Just... Are you being extra sensitive? See, look, Ty again. He's like, anyway, I just let's focus. I'll, I'll rebound for the team. For uh, for me, what's on my mind today is it's officially F one season, and that's pretty much. I don't want to get. Week. Yeah, it's race week. That's all that really matters to me. I watched all of Dodgers survive this weekend. I don't know where you guys are at. I'm not sure if Ryan watched all of it. I'm pretty sure Tyler did not. But I'm ready. Uh, yeah, so it's race week. I'm fired up. That's all I'm thinking about. I bought some cards over the weekend. I traded for a card at trade night, so I'm feeling good. Ty? Dude on the next to me on the plane yesterday morning was literally watching Drive to Survive. I'm like 55-year-old dude. Having you in the city was sick. Our trade, sh- trade show at Bleaker was sick. Zablo, Jacob, the whole crew held us down. I picked up two cards, I believe, at trade night. A Messier, game-worn fight strap and a pele cosmos messier rangers both game worn patch uh like new york card i was pumped about both those golf season is here y'all say f1 season is here golf season is here although players this weekend was kind of anticlimactic just weather was crappy obviously we'll get into some of the v friend stuff by and large whether it's pwcc ebay rally all of these companies nfts are going to start to eat a lot of collecting fidgetal if you have big time collections by and large they'll likely be stored in vaults then you'll have nfts front facing them so i just want everyone to if you're on that side of the fence amazing if you're listening to this and not on that side of the fence i'll probably be talking more and more about digital collectibles going forward i mean there's a lot of ideas to throw around about how we allow access to people to this podcast with nfts but all those things are what is on my mind and i'm down in florida and it's raining and it's going to be raining for multiple days in a row so i'm excited to talk about cards you hate to see that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a tough nice scene. up here ty yeah that's what i figured uh, beautiful sunny day in new jersey right now yeah yeah definitely definitely with lou on uh f1 season starting definitely doesn't seem like it's been the longest off season especially compared to some of these other sports like when football ends in january for college football and doesn't start till labor day weekend definitely not enough of it manchester united has a massive champions league game today against 
Atletico Madrid. Just wanted to pop that in there. Champions League is hot, firing up. Mbappe, PSG had a unfortunate fallout last week, but it took a late second half L. Who do you guys have winning the F1 season? Right. Lewis. I'm getting real nervous. He sounds not enthused with the car. Oh. Based on what I've been reading, and this is what he did last year and like whatever, but based on what I've been reading, he is not enthused with the car. And Mercedes is not happy with the car. So that's a problem. The old break yourself down to overcompensate. But like at a certain level, like the times are the times. It's not like they're yeah. flying through the trials and everything. So it's like, I don't know. I'm going to go with Leclerc. Charles, my guy, Ferrari? Charles. I love it. Wow. I'm going to go with Charles. That would be awesome. I got Max on the B2B, B2B. As an uninformed throw-in, feels like the guy might get hot. I was thinking about it while I was watching the show this weekend, and I think it's net-net better for the sport if someone other than Lewis or Max wins. For sure. So yes. I Especially if it's agree. like a guy like Lando or George or Leclerc or... It's definitely not going to be George. I think it'll be... It's either yeah, going to be Charles... Fair. If it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Charles, Lando, Alonzo maybe? How's the product? What do you mean, how's the product? The new, what you guys read? Chrome? Yeah. I think it's good, right? I like it. Yeah, I like it. I think people were not happy with it because there's like a lot of parallels and stuff like that, but... What do you like about it, Ryan? Uh, the price point is about a fifth or a sixth of last year's. I mean, it's last year's is over three grand a box. For now. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Got it. Currently, not, not what they retail. Yeah, I mean, until it gets up to, I mean, until it continues to climb. But yeah, it's, it's affordable now. I think online I saw yesterday it's about eight fifty a box. It started out at like seven hundred. It's up to eight fifty a box. Last year's is like thirty two hundred a box. I think on like blowout, but like the the cards look good. Lewis has autos in them. Max is a redemption. Shout out to Max man for being difficult, not being on drive to survive, not signing his redemptions. Like he just nah pass. He uh, listen. He did just sign what fifty mil a year. Yeah, so did Lewis, and Lewis is still signing his autos and still being on Drive to Survive, even though he didn't win. Yeah, man of the people. Listen, I get it. You're not wrong. I think I need a Drive to Survive support group because what I watched on that show, I hate Red Bull more than I ever did before. I haven't seen it, so I haven't seen it also. Please do not spoil it. No, as as the racing team. As a brand? I do love a Red Bull, I'll be honest with you. Are there any rookies in the product? So that's what's strange. Some of these people, like I saw Mick has an RC logo, Rai, Yuki has an RC logo. They had cards last year. The part they have to figure out, and I think it's just like part of the learning experience, is like these guys have F2 cards, and then they're giving them F1 RC logos, which I guess kind of lines up, but it's just strange because it's very clearly not their first appearance. You say they have an F2 card. There's an F2 product? No, it's in Topps Chrome. Yeah, in Topps Chrome they have F2 guys. So... Like I would imagine, like this year, Oscar Pistari is like an F two guy they added, who's a hot name, like in, within the F one community. Mm-hmm. If he gets called up to F one next year, will twenty twenty two F one be featuring his RC logo, even though he's in this year's product? It's very confusing. I think it makes for a good debate. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, agreed. Real quick before we move on, title odds. What I have in front of me: Lewis yeah. plus one forty. Yeah, makes Max, sense. Max plus three hundred. Yep, and then Charles and then like plus seven hundred, and then you go Russell and Leclerc, both plus five hundred. 
Yeah. I don't think Russell would ever win the championship. That makes no sense whatsoever. If they're in a situation where Mercedes can win, I think they're going to let Lewis win unless the fr- first half of the season goes weirdly. I can't because Lewis and Russell Lewis. are the same no. team, and so brain-wise, yeah. they're not going to let Russell yeah. be Lewis that guy. Lewis doesn't want to you know, succeed to his teammate. Yeah, they don't. It's not even about succeeding to his teammate. It's just like he's the number one driver. Like They're going to let the number one driver win the championship if they can. Let me ask a kind of nerd question. Just because yeah. you guys ed- educate me. Is is there certain expertise and skill and is being like a number two guy, like is it auto that when Lewis is out, George goes number one? Or is there kind of like a skill to being the Robin to a Batman? Like will you There's definitely a skill. the number two to the number one? Or like will they maybe bring in a new number one and George is like a number two guy and he's good at that? It depends on the situation. Some guys are better as number two. Like, I think Checo would be a, considered a very, very, very good number two, Sergio Perez. Someone like George, who's a young guy, they're realistically, they're like grooming him to become the number one driver. Same thing with... Happened with Max. And then there's situations like a McLaren where Lando's the number one and they have a very seasoned number two who's always going to be the number two and that's what he is, Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ricardo's so number two. He's Is he yeah. kind of like an older cat? When you look at him, he kind of looks like a big brother to... Like be able to be, I don't know. I just he's gonna lose vibe. like favorite all time guys. I love Daniel Ricardo. He's such a savage. Like he's just a beast. He's a little bit older. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Feels like he carries himself like a big brother of like the whole gang and like kind of. That's sort of like his vibe. He's just Australian doing his thing. Nice. Yeah, he's like thirty one, thirty two. He's been driving since like twenty fifteen, I think, though. Right. So he's a little bit on the on the veteran side. Nope. All right. It's Tuesday. We're two days away from. Probably the best, the start of the best weekend in sports. I, I mean, four straight days of college basketball on 24-7. Seems like Thursday and Friday are crazy days. They've got games on three or four at a time. I wanted to get a little uh, little quick opinion from you two in terms of who's going to be in the Final Four and who's winning it all this year. So I sent you guys a bracket. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just not my my core skill. I want to put that well, out there. I mean, we really we'll, forced this one in. We'll see how you do I this year. It. I respect yeah, it. I'll probably... I'll probably win. Okay. He said I'll probably win. Okay. Um, am I going first? Who's going first? Yep. Do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Cool. Um, I'm gonna go Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas, and Villanova as my final four. And then my champion is gonna be Villanova. Wow. Very nice. Ty, you care? Yep. I got Zaga, UCLA, Arizona, and Wisconsin. Wow. Interesting decision. Yep. And I have a Gonzaga-Arizona final. And I have Chet Holmgren going for 42 in the final. (laughs) That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well done. All right. Well, I looked at this about as much as Lou has. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Gonzaga as much as I like Lou talked about before we started Coach K's final run. would love to see them get there, but it ain't going to happen. Going Gonzaga. I will go Kentucky. Gonzaga, Kentucky. Um, Auburn and Arizona. 
And then I'm going to go... Kentucky will lose in the finals to Arizona. You got Arizona winning. I'm a big narrative guy. Me like, too. I, love I just narratives. want my story to play out. Mm-hmm. Let's also get Jays on the record there. Duke, NC, Arizona, LSU, Arizona, Duke, final, Arizona to win it. So Jays on the record as well. You have North Carolina going to the final four? My interesting decision. That's, he probably watches more than all of us combined. They, they so. may. I hope it's true. in my mouth. I just feel like North Facts. Carolina, the days of North Carolina and Duke are over with. Everyone can pay everyone. Uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Thursday afternoon. Ripped a box of V Friends in Gary's office. Mm-hmm. Did a little IG live. I know we wanted to, to chat a little bit about it. Anything? Should we should we talk about the price of the boxes where they ended up? Because I feel like it was a lot higher than people expected. Twenty one fifty. Twenty one fifty. On eight hundred boxes. Yeah. And only one person did the max, or two people did the max. I think. What's that? So mean? two people bought forty. Forty. Yeah, I think it was one or two. I'll look it up while we're talking. I bid. I will go on record and say I started out with a bid at. I bet a couple at a thousand, couple at twelve hundred at the same time, and then as it got closer, I decided, you know what, I just want to go all in on this, all in in quotations, uh, and I bid at two thousand and two dollars and twenty two cents, and fell short. All in, so, all in, and fell short. You know, sometimes you go all in and it was two with, people, you know, two people who bought forty, by the way. Yeah, so I, I did not, I was not able to purchase any, but. 2150. I, I saw the first box on eBay sold for what, Lou? 5880 or 5770? Something like that. They've gone up to like 6500 now. Per box? Yeah. Wow. So we when we ripped one, I don't have them in front of me. With like multiple numbered cards. Shout out to uh for Lou for throwing me under the bus for saying I dropped a card. I mean, I got a lot of DMs. You know, shout out to my to to the 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 real friends I got that you're sick out. of fans who just will defend anything you do no matter what those people right you know yeah, they're just they're just good friends that just reached out and just said hey man you didn't drop that card that was definitely not on you just good so. friends who just defend everything I do no matter what happens so is there a take that Gary dropped it absolutely he just pulled it away too soon if you watch the video and you I mean Jason even said it and I have it on video of Jason saying it oh so. Jason's taking back his original take. I have it on video. You, I don't know if you were there yet. Yeah, Jay, yeah. Jay and Lou and Ty were of, talking, and Jason's like, "You didn't do it." And Brian's sitting right there with the camera. Boom. One of like the most obvious jokes of all time that we have for the show going forward is Ryan dropped the card right in Gary's face, yeah. and Jason just immediately kills the take. Just puts it on video and just immediately kills the take. It's unbelievable. Always trying to steal a moment. I couldn't believe it when he said it. One one aspect. There's so many different. I mean. There's so many different things to talk about. The V Friend Zero Cool, Zero Cool's first product under Luber, obviously just launching Fanatics. Zero Cool is more Tops and Panini than it is owning Tops and Panini. It's just a new subset of vertical. I'm excited to see what other moves they make. I think Sneaker, there was one that they were doing with some sneaker designers, obviously streetwear people. I could see them collabing with a lot of different NFT projects. I could see them doing an Adam Bob squad thing, World of Women, what have you. I think IP like Fortnite for one. I think um, Harry Potter, those types of like cultural things. Lord of the Rings has a big new Amazon show coming. I could see those actors doing autos, et cetera, through 
zero cool. So I'm excited to see those things continue to roll out. And I think if anything, what we've seen between whether it's F1, but really Marvel, different like uh, actor auto cards, if you follow some of the Game of Thrones stuff, what's happened there. I think that continuation is important. I think it gets more people into the hobby. I know a lot of the OG hobby people, me, 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 I want my old, old stuff back, but get on board because the world's moving one way and it's called Ford. Then you got the V friends. Uh, then you got the, uh, the the V friends. Obviously, branding and what's going on around that. I think that there's a lot of collector demand there, especially for people that have certain characters that are going to be chasing um, the match of of their cards. And we said to see how that happens. And then finally, I mean, from G's mouth to our ears, I'm pretty sure we have two boxes to break with our community. And I don't know if we've firmed an official bit, but to my understanding, we've, we've built out, you know, the play of the week. We have our crew. If you win, you get a PO app. And you, we have a little, like, uh, IG group going for those people. We'll do some stuff down at National. But those winners will be the ones that will be uh, getting action into breaking um, the two boxes. I think we got to set up those logistics, but I'm pretty excited about, about that as uh, one of the early things that we're doing for our play of the week winners. Yeah, maybe we should say we're going to do it in three weeks so we get people a, chan- a couple chances to make some good plays and get it. Ah, I like that. Yeah. See if we can backdoor two, two new people in. Yes, two studs are going to get in and they'll have a chance for some V-Friends cards. About it. That's my take. So I didn't talk, like, I posted the picture of the, what was it, Tarantula? Mm-hmm. And it was right before I got on a plane back to Columbus. And saw a bunch of people, you know, the OG traditionalist, hop, you know, traditional hobbyists say stuff. You mean the people that pay like 150 grand for a Boba Shet card, acting like anyone knows who the fuck that is? So hear me out. So hear me out. So I didn't, I didn't respond, right? I don't want to, I'm not looking to really get into a, a bunch of drama. I would love to have a conversation with somebody as, as somebody that doesn't own a V friends, uh, you know, digital collectible and real NFT. I didn't post, hey, go buy these. Just posted a picture of it. You know, I got to share it with Gary. I thought that was fun. Like one of the arguments like that I would have, uh, and again, I would just love to hear from somebody's perspective that's like interested in having a real conversation, not somebody that's just like the most anti-Gary, like just has nothing, it just doesn't, it doesn't have interest in a real rational conversation. The thing I think about is there's the, in with the V friends, right? Do I think V friends is going to be relevant 10 years from now? Yes. Do I think Gary V will be relevant 10 years from now? Yes. Regardless of your opinion of Gary V, do I think Gary V will be relevant 10 years from now? Absolutely. Would I rather have something Gary V created, even if it is a, almost swore, even if it is a drawing, whatever it is, do I expect somebody that is, is interested in Gary V and the message he's got in the community he's built, do I think that will have more sustainability over 10 years? Or the market for Tua, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Beeson. Some of these these prospects that we put two, three, four, ten, fifty thousand dollars in. Which one of those do I think is going to be more relevant long term? I think it will be Gary's Gary's card. It, it is the first one ever that Zero Cool did, right? But I just a lot again, like Tyler said, you're paying 150k for a Boba Shet, like. I love Fernando Tatis. He's amazing. Best, one of the best young players in baseball. My man can't stay healthy. I mean, my gosh, he's out three more months. With he's like always a hurt. Wrist. 
He's always hurt. Like, Zion, I love, like, I think Zion could be really good. But if he's not, like, you're, we're pissing away 20, 30, 40, uh, Stu paid half a million dollars for a Zion non-game worn patch auto. Non-game worn. We don't even know if Lucas signed his cards and we're paying. Right. How about spending, how about spending $515,000 on a, t- a touchdown that becomes irrelevant within 24 hours of you buying it? Yeah. So like, again, I'm not, I'm not here to, to pump feed friends. Like, uh, same reason I always say about F1. If you don't buy it, I don't care. I don't have any interest in, I don't need to pump an F1 market to run a successful business. I'm not looking to do that. I enjoy it with my, with my wife. So it's fun to watch, but it's just like, I mean, you, I guess it comes with the territory. It's like, and you get this place and you post things like this, people just say stupid, uneducated stuff. And it's like, I would just like, I would, I would be really curious to hear from somebody that is like, actually it, completely on the other side of this like hey this is not a good idea i don't like this what you're into and like what your argument would be about it i would i would just like to have a conversation about it one day i think it would be interesting about the 2021 marvel black diamond chris hemsworth exclusive collection psa dna certified auto of him on it of 65 that's currently going for five thousand dollars so what about like what about uh, and I don't know about this is this is something I was thinking about. What about garbage pill kids? Like, is there a reason those sell for as well as they do? Is there something I'm missing there? Because like those sell for thousands of dollars and those are cartoons and those are drawings. Is it because they're they're better than Gary V's hand drawn stuff that those sell for more or what? They're 40 years old. So if we hold Gary's for 40 years, it's okay. But if we sell them in the next four months, it's not okay. Like, I'm just trying to understand the rationale there. Like those cards are stupid. I have no interest in them. I didn't grow up collecting them. So I'm like, somebody buys those. Are we supposed to tell them that paying 15,000 for an atom bomb card is like, it just, just people just, man, just the the pessimism and then negativity, but Hey, buy Jordan love, buy Tua, buy Jalen Hurts. Those guys are going to be real, real, real good. Like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to win 10 Super Bowls. And so is Josh Allen. And so is Mahomes. And all these guys are going to keep winning and all their stuff is going to sustain but Gary, man, uh, it's, a, it's a big scam, man. Gary, Gary's doing this to raise a couple extra bucks that, you know, he needs real bad. It just uh, just doesn't make any sense. I love you, Ryan. I love you too, Ryan. I will say a little bit of the counter is that for all the energy that we have and da-da-da-da-da, I think we have to accept some of it comes with the territory. And equal amount of love brings equal amount of hate. And it's the reality. It's going to play out. And I, I, I think that's, that's what that is. And, and I, there's days where it's like, frustrating and then there's days where it's like all right we'll we'll keep rocking because for all of the negativity that may come around it i think there's equal amount more positivity towards it um and i think that we can do a better job of just focusing in on that and that crew yeah i think there's infinitely infinite amounts of infinitely more positive positive like energy about it than negative energy about it the one thing i would just say is like I, I there's two parts I don't get. There's number one, there's the pocket watching of the like you're paying this much for this, and it's like, dude, number one, like, who is anybody to tell anybody how to spend their money? That's number one. Yo, and number two is like, if this is how you feel about the V friends thing, that's completely fine. Like, I can get there in my head of why people don't like it. I think it's dumb, but I can get there. The part I don't get is like, even 
if only for like understanding how Zero Cool is going to start releasing things, seeing that whole process, watching that all go through. Like we talk about like getting the reps of doing stuff. Like I wanted to just do it just to see how it worked because I know it's going to impact how I do things going forward. Right. So like the blind reverse dodge, signing up for the account, the hole beforehand, that's something to keep in mind. I think that's pretty interesting. Like all of that stuff is a, is a piece of it that if even if you hate the cards, like just get a get a feel for the experience because this is what your hobby life is like going forward, I would imagine. Yeah. And and I think we've like I think it, the bigger picture is like we talk about this anytime, like especially when we talk about F1, we talk about Marvel, we talk about Pokemon, something that's not your LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady collectible is you know, before you listen to somebody and you just go buy something, you should do your research on your own, right? Like we talked about it. Like if the Lewis Hamilton dynasty auto I own goes to zero, that's the decision I made, right? Like I'm, I'm okay with the consequences of that going to zero. I enjoy watching F1 with my wife. I understand that. If you're not in a financial position to lose the amount of money that that costs, whether it's a F1 card, a Marvel PMG, or a Gary V V friends zero cool box don't buy it right like this isn't meant to be like hey go buy like telling you to go buy gary v do what i like to own a box and keep it for 10 years absolutely but i can stomach the risk of that not everybody can it's not meant to be that and again like lou said if somebody's got the money people there's always people like people are always looking for alternative assets other ways to diversify their money if somebody wants to spend it on it like yeah, I, I, I can't stand pocket watching. It drives me bananas. But let's move on. Something a little bit more positive. Uh, let's get into some of the Facebook questions. I know Jason said we had a bunch of them. Um, so this is from Chris Sarah McCamey. Says the, this is a great point. Literally. First question. Uh, thoughts on V Friends Uno or Zero Cool being considered rookie cards? Uno sold first but has not shipped yet as far as I know. It's a, it's a, it's a sneaky question. I don't know what it is. I wouldn't consider the Uno personally rookie cards. I feel like it's more of a game that uses the IP. I haven't seen them. I think that the the there's hollows in there. I think that there's collectability in there. I think it goes back to the F1, F2 debate. That the narrative will win. If, you, if you're in NFTs, punks, apes, how board apes, how that's worked, how that's played out, what's historical, who wins, I think it comes down to narrative. I'm not sure. Also, like, or both because yeah, completely, yeah, that's diff- I mean. completely different price points and you're able to play in both. We've all been to shows. I mean, someone pulls up Pop One. Sure. Like, bro, what do you mean it's on Pop One? Yeah, because someone else decided to grade the damn thing. It doesn't put value on it because it's a Pop One. Yeah, and it's like flagship versus Chrome product. Like, all of that stuff is interesting. Yeah, Sapphire. I don't have that answer. I also don't think we are the end-all, be-all. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, the market will decide. The market will decide. Yeah. Time will tell. All right, this is from Smallville Sports Cards. It says, Lou, baseball's back. What teams are contenders or pretenders? Oh, man. I mean, listen, your favorites are the usual suspects. It's the Dodgers. It's the Astros. The Yankees. It's definitely not the Yankees. The Yankees are not a, a, the Yankees are not a, a World Series contender. Why? Because we got rid of the greatest catcher of all time? <laughs> that was a... a when you talk about addition by subtraction, <laughs> trading Gary Sanchez is the definition of addition by they subtraction. Literally, the pitching room threw a party. That's the one on the street. Unbelievable. Yeah. So bad? Oh, bro, he's the worst. <laughs> like, he, I, the, like, he just doesn't know how to catch, right? Like, he's yeah, like Yankee a, fans hate that guy. 
he he just is incapable of being a defensive catcher. Incapable. He just yeah. can't do it. So yeah. So I would say Dodgers, Astros, White Sox. I want to say are a hot team. Um, the Mets. As far as pretenders, it's too it's too hard to say. The Yankees are pretenders because they're always pretenders. They've been pretending for fifteen years. <laughs> what about the Reds, man? They yeah, the Reds. Stink, stink. Trading everybody away, man. Season not even started. They're trading everybody away. That's they're how terrible. it goes. These owners just want, they don't care about anything. They just want to save money. That's the one thing I just, again, I talked about it before, like with baseball. It just, it's not even a level playing field. A lot of sports aren't a level playing field. Yeah, football is. Is it though? Like the, the Jags, uh, until yesterday, were operating in a completely different way from other teams. They still are. They paid Christian Kirk like $75 million. But at least they're spending the money. A, they spent He's never had a thousand yard season. <laughs> at least they're spending the money now. So they, they signed Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram and said, hey, T-Law, how's this work for you? I respect Yay. it. It's one way. It's one way to build a team. Wouldn't be how I did it, but it's one way to build a team. They're both kind of sneaky, like second drivers in F1 now getting, now getting the number one spot. Yeah. That's fair. Christian Kirk getting a chance to be a real number one is interesting. I wanted him on the Zay Jets. Jones too, bro. Zay yeah, Jones Zay Jones so... wasn't terrible, and uh, like, yeah, I just I, I wanted him to like I want like Trevor Lawrence to have Jamar Chase like Joe Burrow does, not Evan Ingram now, and Zay Jones. Not uh, not just about a year ago, Jamar Chase had too small of hands to catch a football. We'll see. And Evan Ingram could also have one of those swan songs. Remember when they said he couldn't catch the ball? But let me make a real quick point, also. Don't sleep on the Braves as a repeat champion. With Kuna back. They Not signed, sleep ooh, on the Braves. They traded for what, Matt Olsen? Yes, they traded for Matt Olsen yesterday. Yeah, so that means Freeman's basically gone? Yeah, they just couldn't afford him. Their GM was crying on the field talking to reporters yesterday about it. It's like crazy. They must be so tight-knit over there. It's like insane. In Atlanta? Yeah, the GM was crying on the field that, we could, that they couldn't get him back. I respect that. Yeah, me too. All right, Darren Young asks, thoughts on eBay announcements? Uh, basically about the vault. Yeah, I tried to get more information in advance of the show, but it's pretty basic, and it's like what the other vault offerings are. It's just directly with eBay as opposed with an auction house. Inevitability is the key. Everyone's going to do this. Yeah, Digitize like assets. You get yeah. your card. You ship it to the ship it to the vault. You get a token, whether that's an NFT or some other digital form of ownership and that is how everyone will be operating going forward to cut down shipping costs to cut down you know whatever else all right samuel reeser says lou thoughts on the new 2021 f1 blaster hobby boxes that dropped side note i just picked up two blaster boxes flagship is a little different because at a certain level it's hard for me to it's hard for me to wrap my head around like the production numbers to the rise in demand value so I would say the flagship is going to drop, is going to have a less of a chance to do well as opposed to a Chrome. But I just think anything F1 right now, anything F1 you can get at a retail value, I think is like a pretty safe play. Right. Would you agree with that? Like anything F1 at retail cost is pretty, pretty good. I ripped one yesterday. Did you? Yeah. I've been ripping like cheap blaster boxes that I enjoy like this to make TikTok content out of it and hit, hit this. How's your TikTok game? Jesus. That's fire. It's not worth a ton, but it's so cool. How's your TikTok game? Uh, Growing? Just, uh, we have like 30K on TikTok. Like, so like when I first heard about it, Gary said, hey, you got to be on TikTok. I posted the video of me pulling that Luca NT first off the line auto. It's just like real quick, like mm-hmm. threw it in there. It got like 805K views. 
it went viral pretty quickly. So I was like, okay, this is cool. So like videos now get like 3K on average and we'll have one every now and then get 10 and then one will get 30. So like we posted a Fortnite. I told Lou about this. I posted it like when Lou was talking about Fortnite, I had a Fortnite set. Like I posted it and it got like 200K. The the thing about TikTok that's so fun is it's like one of the only social apps at the moment that you don't need to like pay to play on. Like you can go viral. Like the the audience decides. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, it's it's a lot more organic. So it's cool. It's just... Have you seen that in your Instagram? You feel it's much harder to like get reach now? Uh, I mean, obviously you've grown following and continue to have good momentum in that. Yeah, just like I know at this point on ticked on on Instagram, like what won't do well. Like mm-hmm. if it's a picture of me and somebody else, like if it's like a more personal thing around like me it's it's a like or people like the human aspect it's a little like easier for a post to do well like if it's a picture of something i enjoy like f1 or ohio state like i posted an orlando pace card or hockey those posts don't typically do as well if it's like a tom brady contenders or a mickey mantle rookie or like some super expensive big card or a picture of me somewhere like it does different so I don't mean to go down that road, but yeah, F1 blasters, like for, I think they're like 40 or $45 retail at the moment, like on the secondary market, they're not like the, you know, you're not guaranteed to hit your money back for, but risk versus reward, they're fun to rip for, for the price. So I, I've ripped like four of them. They're, they're cool. Uh, Rick Ellis asks, am I crazy for thinking WWE Prism might be one of the biggest releases of the year? Cherry, Cherry was saying it's the most hyped preseason release since F1 Dynasty. If the checklist is on point, I see this exploding. Uh, it's already, from my understanding, I saw this yesterday. I believe it's pre-selling for eight hundred eight bucks currently. Yeah, I saw that in our chat yesterday. I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. That's where I saw it. Yeah, eight hundred bucks for a box of WWE is crazy. But yeah, it just. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, Dynasty, when it came out, was what, 700 a box, 800 a box? I think it's up to like 30, like right around the three grand mark. I think they're about 15,000, 18,000 a case. It's been a while since I've looked, but. Yeah, it's, I I would like to know, I I need to do some research on what the checklist is when it becomes available. Prism, man, just the brand name is just so big and so important. Like, yeah. what was top? What was WWE top, top scrum? One hundred and something. Like, when did it come out? This it hasn't I, come out. WWE top scrum. He's talking about Ty, right? Oh, I think you might. Yeah, top scrum. Top scrum. Oh yeah, it came out a month ago, two months ago, maybe something like that. Yeah, WWE Prism comes out the sixth of April. WWE top scrum twenty twenty one, like sealed. Let me check this out real quick. The point I'm trying to make here is like the difference between Prism and Topps Chrome is just mind-boggling. 140 bucks for 2021 Topps Chrome WWE. What's your gut take? I just keep going back. Gut take on total boxes produced for WWE Prism? I have no idea. I'm not good at that. Like, I always wonder if like things like that. Do they? Do they? When you're first doing a product like that, do you keep production low to really like just? you know uh really increase the secondary demand for it like you don't make as much of it so supply is lower demand is really really high and then you drive the price up and the demands for it and then that allows you to print more of it the second time because you know demands through the roof i don't know how much secondary future secondary sales impacts their production 
like yeah, as a, just, as opposed to I don't a, even think a look at it. Yeah, as opposed to like this is how much Target is going to order, and this is how much we're going to produce. Sorry, they look at it. I don't think it infers anything. Yeah, I think it has making. no impact. They're thinking about money and. Do you think they load up the product then? Do you think that's ever considered in any company's mind that they like make? It's also why everything's going to be NFTs because they would be making 10% on every resale of every box. It's called business. Everything is money. But my point is WWE Prism is going for $800 on the lowest, low, 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 low side. Maybe they're making 2,000 boxes. It's going to be way more than that, yeah. Oh, 2,000. No. Oh, my gosh. No. It'll be insane. Cool. Guess how many VFriend Zero Cool boxes there are. And it went for 2,100. And guess how much a Series 1 VFriend sells for actively on a daily basis. We can do the VFriend thing all day. It's <laughs> And this is Panini. Panini. Cash grab. Blah, 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 blah. I agree. All right. Longer question. Harris Decker says, you guys love your dollar box fines. And I'm right here with, I'm right there with you. Love the hunt. Just curious if you guys have any thoughts on comping dollar cards. Was set up at a show this past weekend and had a kid sit there and look up 30 $1 cards he pulled out of the box. Curious to hear your thoughts on card show etiquette and my way off here. Yeah, I mean, if it's a kid, I respect the hustle. Like, what I went through, I think I talked about this when we were in New York, like, with Gary. Uh, when I was in Dallas, a gentleman was actually a younger collector that follows my content that actually showed me this guy's dollar boxes after he got some incredible steals. I went to this guy's dollar boxes for about an hour and there was probably, I probably, I pulled out a hundred and I probably looked up five. Like it, it's a dollar typically. Like I'm not, uh, you know, I think like Tyler said earlier, like, or Lou said earlier, like the, the repetition is part of it. So like willing to test it and see how I do on a dollar. Like if it's 10, 20, it, I, it's a different story, but typically on dollar stuff, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking something up, but I also don't. It doesn't bother me. Everybody's trying to get a good deal. Everybody's trying to find something that's underpriced. So if they're looking it up, if I'm willing to sell it at a dollar and they want to look it up, to me, it's not It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, I feel unless you're a kid, like, let's, it's a dollar. Let's move it along. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm not pocket watching. It's somebody else's money. Somebody else might, you know, sure. somebody else might be only have $20 to flip and they're trying to make the best $20, you know, decision they have. So I'm not, you know, if somebody wants to sit there and look up every card, that's their time, that's their money, that's their energy. I have it at a dollar, whether they want to look up five cards or 5,000 cards. I I don't, I don't. Do you think, do you think etiquette wise at a show though? Like there's people walking around trying to get in the box. You're standing in front of it. Is that a piece of the puzzle? Yeah, I'm not like sitting in the middle of five boxes and not getting out of the way. I think that's a different conversation. If I'm all the way to the right or I'm thinking yeah, etiquette like, wise, I, I might like, try my best to get out of the way, maybe back up, maybe go somewhere where I can look up a couple cards sooner or a little bit quicker. Yeah, I'm with that um, for sure. So yeah, I'm not trying to do anything to hurt the dealer, but I'm definitely willing to look up cards if I think I'm trying to if I if I'm trying to make the best decision. Also, if you're a dealer, like try to have a little area set aside where people can sit and look stuff up. I've seen that at shows before. That's a big factor. Yeah, I think it's like each one teach one. And what I mean by that yeah. is like card show, everyone does business differently. There's levels of success for that reason. I think card shows are beautiful in that there's so many different nuances to learn. And I think that if you're a grown woman or grown man, sitting there dealing and you have a dollar box with 30, you know, enough supply that a kid's going to come up and pull out 30 and starts looking at, at everything. 
It's one of two ways. Yo, buddy, take it or leave it. Like, I got business to do. Or, and, and then that may shock him and teach him into, I don't know, I got to either move quick or not. And you may roll into another dealer that's like super nice. And yeah, take all the time you want. So like everyone operates and rolls differently. I think every, doing business teaches a, a lot to people. Look, I leave as much crap that we give Jay. Sometimes I leave a decent bit of dollars on the table because I value my time and don't want to deal with it. And like Lou, we talked about the show, like when I kind of make a binary decision, I'm very like, all right, I'm going to get this. And whether it's 95 or 100, not with my time to go there. Other times it is. And so I think that hard show etiquette is few and far between. Your vendor, you run your business. Someone comes up and wants to do another deal with, uh, with someone on top of your glass case. Unless you say, yo, this is my place of business and you can't do this here, then whose fault? You know, so I think there's all different aspects of it and you only learn card show etiquette. The only way you learn card show etiquette is being told by a grown man as a kid, yo, you don't do that. that that's so true. That be, That's like a funny video, like little things you don't realize that everyone does at card shows, like. Putting the cards on someone else's table is, like, kind of a bad move. Well, yeah, because like, it happens like, a lot of times. Someone comes up, starts doing a deal with the vendor. Another person rolls in, pulls yeah. out their card. You're like, whoa, let, okay. All of a sudden, you're sitting on someone else's class case doing a deal with right. this person. Yeah, that's per- wild. That, that's yeah. a no. Yeah. But it's like, a hard it's a no, hard right, no. right? Bro. But you wouldn't know that unless you're – And as the two customers, unless you tell me to scram, like, it's not maybe the first thing on everyone's mind. But guess what? The people that it is on their mind – are probably a little bit further advanced in business. It's just, it's it's very simple. Not everyone can get on the mic and do a podcast just because they can. So it's like, there's a, there's a lot to it, but the only way you actually learn and know is by reps and going. And so I'm not going to bash that kid. I would say the vendor, like if you see something you feel you can pass on knowledge-wise, I think we should all think about it that way versus like, you're wrong. You're playing this whole thing wrong. I think it's always commendable to see a kid trying to do his thing. Each one, teach one. Yeah, agreed. I remember a real quick story off the back of that. Selling used video games at GameStop, trade-in. I remember distinctly. I go there with my friend and his mother back in the day. I'm trying to trade it in for like a game. Like all my like whole, like I bring like a ton of old games. I pull up like all my classics. They're like 17 bucks. <laughs> I got this long line behind me. I start crying immediately. <laughs> Because I'm like, they have my games. I'm like, I take all the games back and walk out of the store. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I remember that's... just bawling. I'm like, what do you mean $17? That, one of the all-time ripoffs is, is the, the trade-in. Yeah. Stop trade-in. I mean, making 800%. Yeah, then they just throw it back at the shelf. Killing people. They would buy your game. <laughs> yeah, they'd buy your game for five bucks and list it, and then literally slap a sticker on 40. it and put it on the thing for 25 yeah. It's crazy. Wild. In your face. Wild. All right. Shout out to everybody who submitted uh, Facebook questions. Again, if you guys have not checked out the Facebook group, it's just Card Talk Pod on there. All right. Time for play of the week. And as Tyler mentioned earlier, we've got some cool things coming up in the next few weeks, next few months, maybe sometime around Atlantic City. You, if, you, if you're thinking about making a play, this is the time. It will, uh, it will pay off in the end, especially if you end up winning. So, uh, let's get into play of the week. All right. Oh, this is going to be insane. This is from Big Baller Card 
says, what's up, y'all? I got a good play of the week. About a year ago, I bought a Jason Terry Superfractor 101 off Mercari, a marketplace app for $65. I love Superfractors, and I thought it was a nice card and maybe worth like 80 to 100 bucks. When I got it, it looked really good and thought I could get a nine. About a year later, I finally got it back from a PSA sub, which is $20, and it got a 10. I was pumped and decided to hold it for a little while. When I made it available, I was asking around $1,500 and got an offer for $1,300 trade value, which I almost took, but I decided just to send it to auction instead. I consigned it on eBay, and it sold for $4,600. Many people told me it was shilled, but the buyer paid, and now I'm looking to use that money to buy... I'm looking to use that money in a similar buy as this, Terry. Can I make a quick comment? Just because something sells for a lot of money doesn't mean it's shilled. Like, who's shilling Jason Terry? No one. Like, what are we talking about? Just give the guy the credit. He made a good play. Yeah. Buyer paid. I love buying stuff like like this at shows. This is, to me, is one of the all-time underrated plays. When I see this stuff at shows anymore, like, the way I look about it, especially as cards have grown over the last couple of years, you know, 18 months to two years, I think about this as, like, always like there's a collector for everybody out there somebody's i you know i collected a guy that went to the same high school as i did in the middle of nowhere like and only has a couple rookie cards and what i would pay for the best rookie card he has is astronomical astronomical so anytime i ever go to a show and i'm in a value box and i see like a five to 20 year old 101 or at a two or at a five or at a 10 in a value box like it's a play it's a play somebody out there has been looking for that card for a long time you may not get rich right like and shout out to you for helping that person find their dream card uh, again i'm not here to, to pocket watch if they want to pay 500 for it and i paid five mazel tov. if they want to pay you know you know 15 bucks for it and i paid five cool like but i just uh, i think also on the pocket watching thing like you have no Blue, if this person won a hundred thousand dollar parlay in Vegas with the boys on some Jason Terry buzzer beater and has just always wanted to pay it back to the man's, I don't know, but I, I do whenever I see a super fractor, I think of Jay. And I think there was, I'm trying to remember what Why Jay, Jay because he made a play on a random one, uh, super fractor Jay. If you're here at National, like a random soccer, oh, the soccer. he yeah. offered it to me. And then he flipped it on the real flip. Jay, real quick, pop on. Give me a quick story. He bought it when somebody came up to the table, and then he offered it to me. Yeah, some guy pulled it out of a pack, comes up, and he's like, I want a 1000 bucks for it. And uh, this is the one time I negotiated. I told the guy I'd give him Who was it? I forget the guy's name. It was a uh, – No, the was, card. Was it, it Russia Dortmund? It was some, some soccer player. I don't even remember the guy, to be honest. I can look at my eBay and figure it out. But um, – but yeah, I offered it. I bought it for five hundred. I offered it to Rye for eight hundred. He said no thanks. I put it up on eBay for fifteen hundred. It sold within an hour. I probably should have put it up for higher. But so whenever I think of one on ones, if, I, if you see them and have the opportunity, and it's not like the person trying to get the thing feels undervalued. To your point, Rye, always make the play. Yeah, it's just low risk. You know, it has high reward. So, all right, let's get to the next one. It's a good play. Good start. All right, this is from More Than a Hobby Cards. So Mike says, after months of listening to Brett on Stacking Slabs about his passion for wrestling cards, I finally decided to stir up some nostalgia for myself. I came across the 2014 WWE Topps Chrome Complete Refractor Set, which is the first year Chrome for WWE. It was on eBay, and I snagged it for about $130 on November 3rd. 
Upon receiving the cards, I was surprised by how many were in great shape. I decided to send eight of them to SGC for $25 each, totaling 200 bucks. I was stunned to see five of them gem, including The Rock and Brock Lesnar, making them pop one at the time. I have since sold all eight of the graded ones and have most of the raw ones in lots and singles, totaling $985, which is a profit of $655 for very little work. I'm continuing down the WWE rabbit hole and now have F1 thanks to you guys. Love the show. Mike, go Bucks. It blows my mind the amount of Ohio State Buckeye fans compared to Penn State listeners we have every episode. I just don't get it. Definitely shouldn't. Sycophants. Great play. Love this. Yeah, love it. Love buying a complete set and finding some good graded ones and submitting them. Thousand percent. Buying the sets. That's that's a cool thing. Super smart. Works every time. I just continue to be amazed by the power of the wrestling community. People like The Rock are obviously... The, the Rock's obviously a little yeah, bit different, sure. but these are very these are very clearly like wrestling cards. So, love it. Big fan. Very well done. All right, Jay. All right, so this is from Bean Machine. It says, My wife and I have been cooped up in our house since having a baby, and I finally convinced her to do a family outing to a small local card show here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Now that her boy is about five months old. Being in Canada, there was a ton of hockey cards, but I gravitated to a table with some UFC cards on display. A 2009 Joe Rogan rookie card caught my eye as I've been listening to his podcast recently, and I figured his cards might spike since around that time, he was all over the news about a COVID controversy. There was a dealer asking 200 Canadian, but I ended up getting him down to 120. Plus, he threw in a Tiger Woods Goodwin Champion Splash of Color card too. Ultimately, I would be happy to keep both cards on my PC, but I threw the Rogan up on eBay for 250 USD as a promoted listing just to see what would happen, and I got a couple offers the very next day. I accepted an offer for 200 USD, which is about 256 Canadian. So after fees, I netted just over 100 bucks, and I still have the Tiger Woods card as a keepsake to remember my son's first card show. Reps and congratulations to this man for getting out of the house after the baby. And the first thing he did was go to a car show. I respect that on a serious level. Agreed. That's that's the ultimate play. Oh, yeah. Congrats on the baby. I like how you keep the tiger for, you know, first card show. Make make a couple bucks. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the play. Uh, I love it. I love this play. I love that his first move after, first time going out after having a baby was going to a card show. And I liked 200, 256, quick. Quick and easy, you learn something, or 120 to 250. Um, learn something, make a move, love it. All right, Jay. This is from Saudi Family Cards. It says, keeping as an old-fashioned eBay auction. On 11-27-21, Probstein was ending several similar cards back-to-back. Taking advantage of this, I bought a LeBron Topps Chrome Refractor Raw, a 2017 Fleer Ultra PMG Spider-Man Raw, and a Hulk PMG SGC 8 for a total of 13000 $599. I sent the LeBron to Express to SUC and Spider-Man regular service. Grading costs were about $525 for a total investment of $13,624. After fielding several laughable offers on the LeBron, accompanied about stories and why SUC should be X of PSA or BGS, I remained firm on my price range on one thirteen. Uh, I sorry, I remained firm on my price range. On one thirteen, I sold the LeBron 9 for $18,000. $850 friends and family, which sold far higher than the BGS nines at the time and on par with PSA nines up $5,226 from the LeBron sale. I continue to watch the Marvel PMGs rise. Finally, after three months, 
from the auction. I sold the PMGs direct for $2,500, PayPal goods and services. Total all-in profit was $7,653.26 over three months. Great work. I'm not going to go after the SGC thing for the LeBron. I can kind of see what people are doing there, but I like it. It's a, it's a, it's a implication of how well SGC is doing. So congrats to them on that. Great play here. I love sitting on the PMGs for a little bit longer, letting those ride out a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy to see those PMGs. How do we feel about submitting two month old plays? Um, I don't disagree with your with your take here. Because like I like it, but it's like Hang on, hang on. Jay has thoughts. He's jumping in. It wasn't two month old play. He sold the LeBron in January, but he recently sold the PMGs. He he waited another few months for the PMGs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we've been doing this for so long now. People were buying these cards a year ago and then saving them for six or nine months and, you know, talking about how they got in on them early and, you know, graded them and waited and sold some and then kept some and then sold some more. Like, I just, you know, a play's a play. I mean, if you would have bought these last March and sold them in last, you know, November, I would say it's a different story. I don't think it's relevant anymore. But if part of the play lingers on through a couple month period, I think that just, you know, makes the story what it is i just like it's hard for me to i mean at the end of the day whoever bought that lebron is down right now so i i like the play i just feel like lebron part of it if it was fleer like if it's a recent like offload of the pmg is amazing it's a play i was just thinking i was just asking like if someone came on here and was like luca but they were buying lucas at five bucks graded them and we're selling them now i think it's still a play if you came on here and you were like, I was selling Lucas at 1200 and I'm trying to get the PO app and like be in the V friends box break. I'm like, that's not how this game works. I respect the play. All right, Jay, is there any more? Yep. All right. This is, this Whoa. is a long one. All right. Is that this a Tiger Woods? Is, yes. Uh, no, that's definitely not Tiger's auto. Fred Couples fire. This is from big tuck TV. So it says it's finally time. I submit a play of the week. Here it goes. I got into the closed beta of NFL All Day, so which is the NFL version of Top Shot. Some of my buddies who are also in Top Shot started a group text with me when the latest NFL pack queue started the other day while I was at work. I decided to hop in, got a pack for about 49 bucks plus tax, which I opened and pulled an Alvin Kamara out of 10,000, Josh Allen out of 10,000, and a Tom Brady out of 10,000 for a total value of 485. I then decided to I, en- I then decided to sell the Josh Allen and Tom Brady because I'm unsure I want to stay invested in case a top shot price fall happens. And after the 5% market fee and leaving some balance in my account, I cashed out 410 in crypto to take to the Dallas card show for PC's PC spending money. Pickups, a PC golf card, Fred Couples, exquisite auto, asking 60, got for 40. Jay would never. <laughs> the Jay could the, never. The he pound for pound top UFC women's fighter, Valentin Shevchenko, uh, UFC Good immaculate job, relic at a at a ninety nine asking eighty got for forty. Jalen Brown red mosaic gem nine five asking hundred got for eighty. Uh, Jalen Brown starburst prism PSA ten three twenty five got for two fifty. And then two UFC retail boxes to rip at home after the show, asking one of five I paid a hundred. Freddie is still uh, relevant every Masters week. Valentina is the best fighter in women's UFC. Jalen Brown is underpriced on a hot Celtics team that I'm a fan of. Shout out to Jay, the MVP, and Ryan for the pricing tips on the jersey number driver cards in Dallas. NFL all day. Things are happening. 
uh, things are happening in the entire digital space. Every day that goes by, people in cards are getting more into it, and they're blending. Fred Couples, I like to play. Just like when we talk about PMGs, just like when we talk about hockey and Connor McDavid, there will be a moment in the next 18 months where we all regret not owning more Tiger Woods, low supply stuff. Um, but here we are. I haven't made any plays. I do think the Celtics are hot and undervalued and that Jason Tatum is like a real guy. And if their success means anything, I think that works for Jalen Brown. I also just like that they're PC pickups and then he said, thanks NFL all day. I'm just go buy some cards I like. Big fan. <laughs> like yeah. the play is flipping NFL all day into PC is a different approach and I'm pretty into it. Here for it. Yep. There's some good ones here. This is this is tough. Uh man. I really like a lot of these. I'm gonna go Terry. Yeah. I'm gonna go Terry. I think the one of one sixty five bucks into forty six hundred is undeniable. Ty, I'll let you pick and then I'll go because I'm debating between like two or three of these. It, for me it was either big tuck, taking NFL all day and using it to buy some cards in the PC, but Jason Terry. Big baller cards. Okay. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in on I'm Let's in go, on Jason Terry. Big baller. Yeah, I'm in on that. I like the finding things on other apps like Mercari like this. I think that's kind of a sneaky way to buy it. Again, we talk about buying that low numbered stuff that's 10, 15, this is 15 years old. Yeah, I like to play a lot. Very cool. So shout out to Big Baller Card 2.0, Hudson on the win. All right. As we wrap it up, we got latest launch. Let's see what comes out this week. Limited football. Uh, that's, that's that's what you got. This is what I'm talking about. We just did this last week. There was a gazillion releases, and now there's one release this week. It's crazy. Yeah, next week has some releases. Uh, next week, you have second ever Prism UFC release. You have Fortnite Series 3 trading cards. You have Upper Deck Artifacts Hockey. Fortnite Series 3. Yep, comes out next week. Chapter 3 skins. Fortnite's so back. I have some of that coming. Maybe I'll, we'll do like a card talk box break. Fortnite's the most back. Fortnite is the most back. Um, I'm on the hunt for all things Jacob Ramsey out of the Premier League Prism product. Um, he had another nice wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait. What, did you pull a big time Jacob Ramsey? Wait, wait, I think, wait, you're talking Jacob. I think that's who that dude was. Hold on. Aston Villa player? Yeah, we, uh, somebody pulled one in shop uh, out of 25. The orange? Yeah, he put he put it up in auction. It's like five hundred dollars already. The first sale was like eight hundred. Ties buys. Ties buys. Oh, right. I opened one pack of twenty twenty one on loop uh, over the weekend. One pack of twenty twenty one F one, and I got an orange red Yuki. Fired up. I have I have cards. I, I'm still like, I'm not a fan of like these orange or golds that are numbered. I I I can't stand it. It drives Can't me nuts. It. It's a, I get it, but Ryan, because here's the alternative, right? Like I've gone around on this in my head. The alternative is there's just not as much F1 available. I'd rather there be more F1 available. All right, it's a wrap. So we got great show. I love this show. Heck of a show. Appreciate you guys listening. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace, guys. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen, and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. 
Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.